Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Gore Animal cruelty Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. One of these podcasters is not who you think they are. I'm Hieronymus. All right, officers, we're looking for a John Smith. First one to find one gets a prize. I'm Sean. I am so disappointed in you two. The eulogy sucked, no one was crying, and also, I'm not dead. I'm Kelly. Now remember, boys, don't shoot until you see the light in their eyes. Then shoot with reckless abandon. I'm Andy, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Acid Pop, where this week we're going to be talking about mistaken identities. Who? Me? Yes, you. No, the other guy, shit. Oh. Wait, what podcast are we on again? Uh, Passive Mop. <laughs> <laughs> so mistaken identity is from the word mistaken, which comes from mistake, hmm. to commit an offense, to misunderstand, misinterpret, or take in a wrong sense from miss, badly, wrongly, and take, which is the old English tucken, <laughs> to take or seize. It was wrongly tucken. You tucken my stuff. You tucken all my stuff. And identity, which is from the Middle French identité, which means sameness, oneness, state of being the same. Wrongly taken sameness. Yes. There's not a lot of trivia about mistaken identities. Because you don't really get a lot of statistics about that. Don't get second chances. But I do have a couple statistics for you here that I will quiz you upon. Beginning... No. no. Is there any questions involving like uh, evil mustaches or goatees? goatees. Mirror world duplicates. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly how many people are wrongfully convicted of a serious crime each year in the U.S.? Oh, man. Too many. And this is the ones that are caught. So there could be more. Yeah. <laughs> it's all of them. <laughs> 200. 500. I'll just keep going up like this. 750. <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's a lot higher than any of those numbers. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, no. About 10,000 a year. 10,000? About 10,000. Parking violations? No, serious crimes, we're, lo- we're looking at murder, manslaughter. I mean, at least felony they... theft. Oh, jeez. dozen people. Maybe that means there's not a lot of leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Maybe, what if two people committed two separate crimes and they each were accused of the other one? Then it would work out okay. <laughs> oh, I'm innocent of that one. <laughs> <laughs> And we found our mistake, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, they're about equal. This guy punched a baby. This guy jaywalked. <laughs> what percentage of death row inmates awaiting execution are estimated to be innocent? Oh, man. Oh, they're finding more and more all the time with the DNA project, the innocence project. 30%. Shit, that's what I was going to say. Gotcha. 35. Oh, goodness. That's a depressing number. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna hope. It's much, much lower. Uh, (laughs) 0.2. 5%. Kelly only went over by 1%. It's about 4% of people on death row are probably innocent. What does that say about me and Sean? (laughs) You know that our justice system isn't great. (laughs) I mean, even so, that's that's still like 1 in 25. Yeah. 
So I've got quite a few stories today, and I've, I've tried to narrow it down to like one per. There's a lot of stories of like cops open fire. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. Turns out that was a preschool, not our perpetrator. <laughs> <laughs> it looked, looked, looked just like him. <laughs> it's a stack of toddlers in the shape of a black man. <laughs> They're wearing a big coat. <laughs> so let's start in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, in November 12th, 2014. Mm-hmm. A settlement has finally been reached in North Carolina in regards to protecting the endangered red wolf. Okay. You see, red wolves look a lot like coyotes. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. And uh, so, so North Carolina has passed uh, a bunch of laws that say, hey, now you need a permit to hunt a coyote. And you can no longer, it is called spotlight hunting. And I found this interesting, is people will take their cars out into the, the woods or the desert or the fields at night, shine a huge spotlight and go, shiny eyes! <laughs> That's a good way to identify your prey decisively. <laughs> Unluckily for most animals, they all often freeze up when the light hits them as well. So it's not like shiny eye and run, it's shiny eye, what the hell is that? If they didn't want to be Ooh. shot, they should have been wearing reflective vests. <laughs> So now do they have to, like, sit the coyote down and do an interview first to make sure they don't have it wrong? No, you just need a... Now you actually need a permit to hunt coyotes, and they're going to count the amount that you killed. So if you get a red wolf, you're in big danger. Ah. Because red wolves, there's only about 100 of them in the wild. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, that reminds me of a uh, episode on YouTube of the brain scoop that we saw that was, like... You know, wolves were almost extinct, and then they started, like, reintroducing them into the wild, and they've been tracking them. And then some scientists went out and, like, took a bunch of DNA samples from a bunch of wolves, and turns out they've been breeding with coyotes. Hmm. And at this point, they're, like, mostly coyote, and they came back, and they're like, hey, guess what? These wolves are, like, 60% coyote. Isn't that wild? And people went, but coyotes aren't an endangered species. And if they're mostly coyote, can we kill them? And they went, uh... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Um, like I said, there's only about 100 red wolves still in existence in the wild, only in North Carolina. And the major cause of their death is gunshot People. wounds. <laughs> pretending to be coyotes. <laughs> yes, I don't think they're pretending. They just look a lot alike. Halt. State your genus and species. <laughs> uh, Canis. Barkus. Yeah. Let's go with that. Maroonus. <laughs> now we go to Denver, Colorado, March 19th, 2017. And I'm going to get a lot of names wrong this episode, so bear with me. Did you get Red Wolf wrong? What was it supposed to be? Uh, what was the blue whale? Sorry. <laughs> El Lobo Rojo. <laughs> uh, Mauricio Venzer Gonzalez, a criminal being held on charges of murder, was being taken to a routine medical check when he managed to slip away from the officers that were charged with holding him and hop over a fence to escape on foot. Whoop. Excuse me, I got to run to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, all right. In the next county. <laughs> the officers were not able to immediately find him, so they set up a bunch of... St- Stakeout points at points of interest where Mauricio might go, including Denny's, his. Uh, the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> he always he loves these Denny's. Yes, there's two right next to each other. He, <laughs> uh, including Mauricio's girlfriend's house, where hours later they saw a very suspicious vehicle passing by. <laughs> it had a blinking light on top that said Mauricio inside. With wearing a mustache. <laughs> so they pulled up behind him, turned on the... Guns. <laughs> turned on the guns. Turned on their sirens and checked, like, they start to pull them over. They're checking the database of the thing. Car turns out stolen. Huh? Bad start. And the car just takes off. <laughs> With the driver outside. <laughs> hey! Leading to a high-speed chase. Herbie! <laughs> so as they're driving, the guys eventually go, well, we're not going to go away from all these cop cars. At this point, there's about three or four cop cars. Hmm. They pull over and throw something out of the window. <laughs> and the cops went, ooh, shiny. <laughs> 
And then <laughs> the cops said, oh, look, they're scra- scrabbling for something at the center console as well. It's a weapon. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So when the men would not respond, they filled the car. The, the cops filled the car with more than 50 bullets. <laughs> if it has more bullets in it, it'll go slower so they can catch it. <laughs> Slow it down. <laughs> Unfortunately, as it turned out, neither of the people in the car were Mauricio Vencer Gonzalez. <laughs> but two other men that lived in the neighborhood, Stephen Nguyen and Rafael Landros. Nguyen, who was driving, died immediately. I think it's pronounced Win. 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 <laughs> but Landros survived with only a few gunshots. It seems that most of them hit Win. <laughs> and turns out they just hadn't registered that car yet. Well, they had stolen the car. Yeah. Not an executable offense. <laughs> the thing that they threw out the window was meth. Uh-huh. Also not an executable offense. <laughs> well, yet. <laughs> Working on it. However, they were able to get Landeros, not when because he was already dead, <laughs> to admit that he had once known Mauricio. Oh, well, that's an <laughs> executable <laughs> offense if I ever heard one. At least there's that. <laughs> Guilty by association. I mean, if he lives in his neighborhood, well, yeah. Are you or have you ever met this man? <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, there's another similar story. <laughs> but it's different. Different enough that I included it. Uh, it's April 23rd, 2017 in Clarksville, Tennessee, because you're the only 10 I see. <laughs> I was going to do like a last train joke. The last train to. Guns. <laughs> yeah, the last train to guns. So it was a little after midnight in a Walmart parking lot when seven bounty hunters bounty said, hunters. hey, we finally <laughs> cornered a man. We've been <laughs> this guy for weeks, and he's over here in this Nissan. So they did what anybody would want to do as a bounty hunter. They all drew their guns and surrounded the Nissan to, to <laughs> give him an arrest warrant. Oh, that's not what I would want to do. I'd want to beat it up Street Fighter style. <laughs> you win! <laughs> Bounty hunters can't just go around shooting people, can they? Yeah. Uh, they're not supposed to. <laughs> Put them up, car. According to the article, you're only supposed to use those guns in self-defense. <laughs> that car could move at any moment. Look, lots of people get killed in car accidents. <laughs> and it was seven dudes. Yeah. Well, they're getting their self-defense in first. Maybe they all thought the other one would turn on them, so they all had to have their guns out. <laughs> I don't trust those other bounty hunters. <laughs> According to the 911 call that was made about the incident, they said, a bunch of guys we were tracking down shot at us from their car, so we filled their car full of lead Mm. Mm -hmm. as the Nissan sped away. Got in their car and gave chase and began ramming the Nissan on the the highway. So the Nissan got away? It got got a little bit away. (laughs) (laughs) They rammed it several times before it stopped because it couldn't move anymore. (laughs) One of the men in the car, Jalen Johnson, was already dead when the police arrived to pick up the suspects. Uh Uh-huh. I would think the suspects would be the bounty hunters at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're yeah. not suspected. They know that they shot. Except <laughs> that none of the men in the car were the person that the bounty hunters were looking for. Oh. And none of them were armed. <laughs> so they were just making gun noises at the bounty hunters. <laughs> pow, pow. Well, as it, as it turns out, the men in the Nissan did what any of us might do when our car gets surrounded by seven people with guns. Oh, shit. <laughs> they sped away. Yeah. <laughs> Which caused the bounty hunters to start shooting their car. Well, bounty hunters have a strong, like, uh, chase prey response. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the bounty hunters probably shot themselves through the car windows, but there were seven of them, so they never, no one was directly across from any other bounty hunter. <laughs> yes, yes. And they're all impeccable shots. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, this is all very illegal. Yeah, say, so how many well, of the seven good. went to jail? All seven of the bounty hunters were indicted by a grand jury in the death of uh, Jalen Johnson. Each of them receiving 15 charges. Wow. 
which included first degree felony murder, three counts of attempted second degree murder. <laughs> I like I like this next charge because I don't really know what it means. Three counts of especially aggravated kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't kidnap anyone, did they? They kidnapped one that man counts freedom. of attempted especially aggravated kidnapping. <laughs> three counts of aggravated assault. And a count of employing firearms in commission of a dangerous felony. Sure. Fair. They're all they're all in jail for a very, very long time. <sighs> three counts, though. That seems weird. It's like every shot fired counted as a misdemeanor. <laughs> I don't know how the law works. <laughs> yeah, you'd think one for each person, but you don't, I don't know where you get the third one. You said there were two people in the car? And one for the car. <laughs> uh, it doesn't exactly say how many people were in the car. Maybe there were three people in the car. Uh, yeah. That would explain yeah. it. I mean, they only killed one, though. Do they, do they give... A Nobel Prize for attempted chemistry? I don't think so. Especially <laughs> attempted chemistry. <laughs> you did really good. You tried really hard. <laughs> so we're going to jump south of the border now and a bit back into the past to October 10th, 1989 in Guadalajara, Mexico. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good word. Dennis and Rose Carlson and their uh, their friends Benjamin Mascarenas and Pat Mascarenas mm-hmm. moved down to Guadalajara from Redding, California and Ely, Nevada, respectively. Oh, represent. To spread the good word of their faith, mm. the Jehovah's Witnesses. Ah. Is, is it a good word? <laughs> Jehovah's a fun word. I thought bird was the word. <laughs> I mean, it starts with a Y in Hebrew. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're going down to Guadalajara to say, hey, all you Mexican folks, would you like to be a Jehovah's Witness? Only 128 of us or something get into heaven, but join us anyway. <laughs> and you can't celebrate your birthday. <laughs> Better odds than the lottery. <laughs> They set out on their first day dressing much like you think missionaries would dress. And they're like, nice suits and ties and dresses. And guns, lots of guns. <laughs> camplets, pa- camplets, pamphlets and Bibles and started knocking on doors to say, hey, folks, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> there you go. Well, they apparently knocked on the wrong door as they disappeared the very same day. Oh, geez. Someone really didn't like solicitors. <laughs> well, according to some investigations, which never found the bodies or actually proved anything, they knocked on the on a, on a door that belonged to somebody who belonged to one of the Mexican drug cartels. Hmm, to Satan himself. <laughs> I mean, if it's that big a deal that somebody knocks on your door, maybe you should make your door a little bit more inaccessible. <laughs> well, they saw the nicely dressed people who were American and said, those people belong to the DEA. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can tell by their law books. <laughs> <laughs> it's the good word. And they said, well, God, they're closing in on us. We got to get rid of these people. (laughs) So while the bodies were never recovered, the traditional Mexican drug cartel way of getting rid of bodies is to dismember them and bury them all around. It's good to have traditions. From the north to the South Pole. (laughs) Yeah, they they really range. So I don't know about you guys, but I had a job once where they said, here, have a bunch of pamphlets and go knock on people's doors and say, hey, do you want to buy a video game for cheap? Oh, wow. And I took them pamphlets and I said, you belong in the trash and I belong at the corner store buying Gatorade. (laughs) Buying video games for cheap. (laughs) Oh, all these pamphlets I found. (laughs) Yeah, that takes a certain level of bravery. Like when I was a kid in school, they do those. Oh, you have to go sell candles and wrapping paper. And like I would try and tell one person said no, which was usually the first (laughs) house and be like, this isn't worth it. And I just go home. Not to mention you had to walk like 20 miles to get to the next house. (laughs) Sean's mom. He was like, hey, you want to buy? She's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the looks of you. (laughs) What? There's always such good prizes in those little magazines, though. Yeah, but it's like, hey, sell a million magazines and get, I don't know, a hoverboard. A $5 prize. 
<laughs> nobody I, nobody that I knew ever got any of the good stuff. Yeah. No, you get like a cool yo-yo though. <laughs> wow. So let's let's move away from people dying. Well, there's people dying, but people <laughs> killed. Let's move, let's move on to them. different people dying. To something that happened on uh, the 5th of June, 2019, Chicago, Illinois. Wow. Very recent. The sisters of a Mr. Alfonso Bennett were faced with a decision that we hope, that every family hopes never to have to make. After their brother was put on life support following a car accident that mangled up his face and left him in a coma. Mm. The doctor said, hey, this guy's not going to recover and we need this bed. So can we take him off life support? <laughs> Plus those organs. Those organs look good. It's like a really good bed. <laughs> They said, yeah, yeah, I guess you can do that. And uh, he was taken off life support on May 23rd, 2019. Mm. And then the sisters began their, the, the long process of, of grieving and, and planning a funeral. Yeah. While they were planning the funeral, their brother showed up and said, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I heard you killed me. <laughs> I was hiding in the rafters. <laughs> he was very healthy and not dead. <laughs> Are they sure? They're pretty sure. Did they sure. call like a... Some sort of vampire slayer, too. Suddenly, these two sisters are doctors. (laughs) They had a question only their brother would know, so they asked this man and the corpse. (laughs) Corpse ain't answering, tight lipped. Not talking, huh? (laughs) You see, the man removed from life support was actually a Mr. Elisha Britman. Okay. Whose family is now suing both the Chicago police and Mercy Hospital for wrongful death. How the hell did he, did they think he was the other guy? Was he in his car? Well, you see, instead of taking a person's fingerprints when you can't figure out who they are, like you're supposed to do. (laughs) They guessed. They pulled a name out of the hat. The police looked into their mugshot database and said, I don't know, looks like him. (laughs) (laughs) What's left of his face kind of looks like that. Uh, His identity was only discovered after the sisters very quickly called the morgue and said, hey, I think you have the wrong guy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll send our brother right down. (laughs) So other... Maybe more competent police officers came down and took that guy's fingerprints. Oh, we'll get our better police officers on it now. <laughs> what you got was the B squad. This is the good one. <laughs> and confirmed it to be Elisha. So his body was finally given to his family on June 20th. Uh-huh. It was given to his 12 brothers and sisters who are Ooh. now grieving. Wow. I, I still don't get it. Like, wh- how, <laughs> they just like what, found a body? They didn't. They found a guy in a car crash and said, that guy's face is fucked up. But they didn't check, like, the owners of the cars? Mm-mm. Oh, did, did okay. The, did the accident, like, switch their wallets or something? <laughs> Don't. And, the, like, the brother had gone on an unannounced vacation. He shows up and goes, wow, you guys look real sad. <laughs> so he wasn't involved in this at all? No. <laughs> Maybe they he just was driving one of those, like, smart cars. So he didn't have, like, his his registration in it. Hmm. Maybe. It was a pretty bad accident. Maybe it all burned. Was it, Did this accident happen at like 4.59 and the cops were off at 5 and they were just like, I don't know, just pick out a picture. <laughs> well, they're looking through the mugshot database instead of taking his fingerprints. That seems harder to me. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. Not if you pick the guy on the first page. <laughs> it's yeah. that one. Yeah, not if you pick the very first one. <laughs> oh, his name did start with an A, didn't it? Uh, yeah. It's Aaron Aronson. <laughs> so for our final story, we're going to do something a little happier. Yay! Final. At the end. So it's November 11th, 2004 in Nigeria. Mm. Do not at me about these names. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Olani Emiola was working on in his auto parts yard on March 17th, 1998, when the police came to arrest him for multiple armed robberies, a crime which carries the death sentence in Nigeria. Wow. Multiple armed robberies? Did he have like four arms or something? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Goro. <laughs> 
easier to hold open the sack and two guns. Hey, huh. you can you can stick up four people at once. <laughs> that explains how they identified him. Yeah. <laughs> it's the four-armed guy. It's a lot of fingerprints. It wasn't me, it was the four-armed uh, man. Uh, <laughs> this was absolutely terrifying to Emiola, who had never once in his life committed a crime <laughs> that he knew of. It was also kind of odd to a lot of people that the man who was supposedly his accomplice was going, that is not the man I rob people with. <laughs> He's very loyal. But the police said, nah, you're just covering for this motherfucker. <laughs> you're going to death row. I'm telling you. Criminals always lie. <laughs> we have a criminal here that always tells the truth and one that always lies. <laughs> After a trial that lasted less than a week, he was sentenced to death and spent wow. six, six years on death row with no hope for getting out. It'd be really awkward if he had to room with that other guy. Like, you guys are buddies. It'll be fun. I still don't know him. (laughs) Even after six years, we're perfect strangers. (laughs) I never took the time. (laughs) It's really my fault. (laughs) I could have just said hi, brought over a cake. (laughs) They really go too long, and then it felt awkward. (laughs) I couldn't remember his name. (laughs) But he had no hope for getting out because the Tribunal for Robbery and Firearms in in, a... Nigeria has no appeals process. Mm. Oh, that makes it easy, I guess. <laughs> they sentence yeah. you, you're done. Well, why does it take six years then? Yeah. I don't know. Why they- if, if there's no hope for any sort of retribution or release, then yeah, why wait? There's Think a about long it. line. Think about it. <laughs> you sorry yet? However, he was finally taken off death row in 2004 when the real robber, with the exact same name, oh, wow. oh. came forward and confessed to the crime after being sentenced to death for a different armed robbery. Okay, you Didn't go. they just find him in the phone book and call it good? <laughs> Same name. <laughs> well, they did get the right man then, <laughs> if you look at it on paper. Yeah. He may have been off, off death row, but it still took another three years for him to be re- uh, released from prison. Goddamn paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> well, the attorney general of Nigeria didn't really want to review the case. It seemed like it would take a long time, so he just didn't for three years. Jeez. <laughs> I'll get to it. Golfing. I've I've been so busy. (laughs) (laughs) Tired. This sentence like five people to death. We're looking for a John Smith. Any John Smith. (laughs) But happily, through the efforts of the Center for Justice, Emiola was finally acquitted of his crime and allowed to go free. That's a good superhero group. Yeah. (laughs) The Center for Justice. In slightly sadder news, the Center for Justice estimates that nearly 700 of the 2,600 people executed in Nigeria from 1970 to 1999 were wrongfully arrested in the exact same way. (laughs) For just the same name? Give your children unique names, people. (laughs) It may be their only hope. I just just like that Nigerian police are like, I don't know. Same name? Close enough. (laughs) And then for the other guy, like, no, you got the totally wrong guy here. And they're like, you are a liar. <laughs> Can't trust criminals. You said this was your accomplice's name. <laughs> well, you can't change it now. I did, but you make me sick. <laughs> to the auto parts yard is like, hello, are you Olani Hemiola? Yes, I am. Yes. How can I help you? <laughs> That's all the stories I have. Yeah. See, anybody else? Has anybody been mistaken for someone? I am constantly <laughs> like apparently i just look like generic white guy because on an almost weekly basis someone comes up to me and is like aren't you what's his face i'm like nope sorry sean just looks like a generic police sketch it depends is that candy for him <laughs> i remember 
the worst that ever happened was I was at the gym and this guy came up and he's like, oh, hey, Jeff, how you doing? I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm not Jeff. Uh, you must have mis- mistaken me for somebody else. And the guy goes, look, if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. You don't have to pretend like you're somebody else. I'm like, <laughs> Jeff, no, oh, it's really? <laughs> like, I'm really not Jeff. He's like, yeah, sure. And he just like stormed out of the locker room. <laughs> I've got my ID. I mean, Jeff, Jeff's a really bad avoider if that's his go-to. Yeah. I'm not Ooh. Jeff. How many times has Jeff done this to that guy? I have amnesia and I do not know who I am. Just know that I love gyms. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been mistaken over the phone. Yeah. The most egregious one being I got a call once when I was in like a sophomore in high school from a guy that was like, listen, you fucker. <laughs> like, I answered the phone. He's like, are you Kevin? I was like, no, I'm not Kevin. He's like, well, this is your fucking phone number, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Trick question, Kevin. <laughs> you think hitting on girls in restaurants is funny? Uh... And I, I was I, like, he woke me up with the call. Eventually, my mom came in and said, fuck off and hung up the phone. <laughs> Turns out my friends had been annoying a woman all night. Uh... Somebody's name and my phone number. <laughs> ha 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 <laughs> I mean it's funny when you think about it I remember once I think I was calling you Andy I was calling you on my cell phone and this is back before you could like put numbers in the memory like you just had to dial them every time Yeah. and I hit a wrong key and it went to voicemail and it was some other guy and I was like whoops and so I hung up and almost immediately my phone rang back and it was the same number and he's like why are you calling me I was like oh I'm sorry I just had a wrong number he's like well how'd you get my number I'm like I didn't I dialed it by accident he's like oh what are the odds of that you how, why are you calling me he's like man I don't know what to tell you I hit a five instead of a four that's all that happened and he was just like screaming at me because I accidentally dialed his phone number when I first purchased my condo we had a landline phone uh-huh. which those are always bad anyway and I kept getting calls from collection agencies going is Darby there <laughs> I'd say no there's no Darby and eventually I was like you know it's illegal for you to hide Darby from us I was like don't you ever call here again <laughs> <laughs> except that like a week later I'm sitting on the couch all of a sudden there's a bright light that comes in from my like my front my entrance window and there's a guy that's pulled up onto the lawn what? with his truck and he's shining lights in there and screaming for Darby <laughs> like a bounty hunter or something I don't know I, I, I went out and I was like bitch doesn't live here <laughs> Do I look like a Darby? Sorry, sir. And he drove off. (laughs) He peeled out of the lawn. (laughs) Threw a few rocks through the window as he went. Yeah. Easily the worst, which like I wasn't mistaken for a person, but a vehicle. You You were were mistaken mistaken for a vehicle. vehicle. (laughs) What make and model? Sean's from that hot rod cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Ate spicy food. Well, I used to drive a two-door white car, and if oh. I can give anybody advice, never buy a two-door white car. It's apparently like the number one car for criminals to drive, because <laughs> I got pulled over probably five times with that car, because people thought I was somebody else. And one night, I was driving home from work, and this was back when I lived at my mom's house. It was way in the middle of nowhere, so it was just like a half an hour drive of down this two-lane road of just like being bored and waiting until you get there. And a cop like flies by me. And then a couple of minutes later, another cop flies by me. And I was like, okay, well, clearly tonight's not a good night to speed. So I just slowed down. I'm just going along. And then I go I about another. <laughs> Obey the law. <laughs> so I went about another 10 miles or so. And then I see one of the cop cars off on a side road. And I was like, oh, I guess that's where they were going. And 
the spotlight on the car whips around and sees my car, like targets me. And then the car peels out, gets back on the freeway and starts chasing me down. But (laughs) the cop never turned on his lights or anything. Like he just was tailing me. So I was like, well, I guess I don't need to pull over. He's just waiting for you to make a mistake. Yeah. So I'm just driving along with this cop car behind me so close that I could not see his headlights. Like He's probably like reading your license plate or something. Yeah, I don't know. And he was right on me. And then I got to where my turn was and I put on my turn signal like two miles ahead of time because if I <laughs> tapped my brakes, this guy would have hit me. And right as I got to my turn, another cop came from the other direction and pulled in front of me. And so like I stop. And I start rolling down my window and they finally hit their lights and the cop behind me jumps out of his car and puts a gun on me. Jeez. And I just like very, very slowly raise my hands into the air. And he's like, do you live out here? I was like, yes. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, okay, fine. And put his gun away. And apparently that's all it took. <laughs> he just says, somebody shot someone out here and the perpetrator was driving a white car. So we're trying to find him. And it's like, okay, that's not me (laughs) they're like okay have a good night and i drove off so apparently if a cop ever pulls you over just tell them that you live there and they'll let you go (laughs) no i live right here i'm from here sir this is the woods (laughs) so if nobody else has any other stories wait i have a story oh fine no one that's it (laughs) (laughs) it's not a very exciting story i feel bad interrupting for it but uh my mother and i sound identical on the phone we answer the phone in the same way, and it's impossible to tell us apart. And this has been true for a long time. It's been true since I was in high school. And in high school, we had a landline, which means that in high school, when I was dating and people needed to talk to me that I was dating, they called the house. <laughs> so I was in a typical not great high school relationship that was reaching its zenith termination Climax? point. And I was just sort of trying to psych myself up for this breakup and... Uh, was avoiding the person I was dating as a result, which was apparently getting under their skin. I'll do it. Because <laughs> they called the house and my mother picked up and they said when they heard hello, where the hell have you been? <laughs> Here at the house. <laughs> <laughs> my mother did not take this well. <laughs> and after hanging up, she turned to me and was like, I think that relationship is over. I was like, I was working on it, but you may have accelerated things a bit. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Yeah, um, confirm the identity of the person you're talking to before you start yelling. (laughs) I thought it was going to be more salacious. (laughs) We're shooting. Remember that, police. Hello? What's up, hot buns? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't, don't just randomly shoot in the cars. If we're out of stories, I have a what are your morals worth. So every day for a year, when you head out to your job or wherever you're going, you are going to have someone mistake you for someone that they know and love, and they're going to come up behind you and give you a great big hug. <laughs> Except for one day out of every month when someone's going to punch you. Punch. <laughs> Is it a different person every point. day? Huh? Is it a, am I mistaken for a different person every day or is this person just like not taking a hint? It's a different person that mistakes you every day and they're like, oh, what's up, Timothy? And the <laughs> great big hug or Timothy, you bastard. And I'm great big the hugs. <laughs> Can I get cash out of this? Can Timothy cash? need money? <laughs> <laughs> People walking up to Kelly. Hey, Timothy. Like, what? Oh, hey, it's Timothy's <laughs> debt collectors. <laughs> I mean, you get whatever money we're paying you. In addition, can I milk <laughs> these people for cash and coffee? Like, oh, it's been a long time. Take me out to coffee. 
Sure, I don't see why not. Good. Except for the guy who punches you. He might throw coffee at you. <laughs> is it like is it a random day each month that the, the bad stuff the happens? Day. So it's possible that on like the 31st and the 1st, I could get punched like two days in a row. <laughs> yeah. mm. But I mean, if that happens, I know I have the rest of the month myself. <laughs> the rest of my month. <laughs> Will they apologize when they realize I'm not the person they meant to punch? Uh, no, they're going to storm off. Well, um, yeah, like how soon do these people realize that I'm not the person? Do they never realize it? The, the hugging people like immediately. Oh. <laughs> then I'm not going to get any coffee out of them. <laughs> But you can say, hey, since we're so 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 closely acquainted now, can you buy me a coffee? Can I sue the person that hits me? He, he got he got away. <laughs> Every time? Yeah. What if I have... What if the punching hasn't happened all month, and I have the cops with me, like, on the 31st? <laughs> Come on, bodyguards. <laughs> How do you know this? I can feel it. I just don't know who it is. Do you know their name? No. <laughs> I don't even know what name they're going to call me. <laughs> I don't even know who I yes. am. Adam, in that case, I will. I, if you hung out at the place, that the police station all day. Yeah, I'm, every morning I'll hang out at the police station. <laughs> now I've never been punched, and I've always been a little curious as to what it's like to be punched. But once would be enough. <laughs> I was gonna say, what if you don't like it? I mean, yeah. it's only like twelve punches. You said a year, right? Yeah, this is one year. And, I mean, and when somebody takes a swing at you, you can swing back. Sure. <laughs> sucker punch I you can't. Time, you gotta want it, Kelly. <laughs> How much is my dentist gonna charge me for new teeth? A lot. <laughs> How many teeth you got? 34, 32, 19, 19 teeth? <laughs> um, imagine, let's see, it's like 250 for the extraction, then 4,000 for the implants. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into Andy's unhappy place here. <laughs> See our dentistry episode. Munch, munch, munch. Do I need this to be my job, to be hugged and punched for a year? <laughs> I do. I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Like, for the most part, it's just free hugs. I don't, yeah. don't like being punched. They might be sweaty hugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say... Hmm. I mean, they're not all going to be pleasant hugs. You, living in Seattle, you have you have a, a fair amount of uh, bohemian folks. <laughs> With their scratchy plaid shirts. You smell like patchouli and weed. <laughs> hmm, like a thousand dollars a month, I think seems fair. Yeah, like twelve grand. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I'll end up and call it fifteen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take twenty. I'll take that twenty. I don't like being punched. Yeah. I want seventy-five dollars per hug. Okay. And five hundred dollars per punch. Oh, that's not bad. So what does that work out to? Uh, 75 times 365 well, minus 12 <laughs> times 75. Well, I was going to do 75 times 30, which would be like 22 and a bit. So that's like $210, let's say, and then 500. So about $700 a month. So that would be... Wow, $75 a hug is $25,125. Wow. 25000 Okay. Yep. That's, that's, for, that's just for the hugs. <laughs> Those are some primo hugs. I'm a good hugger. I hug like I mean it. <laughs> if we add, so Kelly's getting $40,000, $40,125. Man, that's practically a job. I mean, if somebody said, it, said they'd give me $500 if they could punch me, I might do it. <laughs> I could use $500, couldn't you? I could use fewer teeth. <laughs> They just get in the way of all that applesauce. <laughs> but I believe that does it for this week. Thanks for listening. There's no bye. 
There's no bye. We can't leave. <laughs> I didn't the, the hear. Sounded, the I didn't like hear was... a. But I'll see, and we'll see you next time. Oh, I couldn't tell if you oh. cut out or if that was just the end of your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and we'll see you next time. Bye. There we go. Whew. Thanks to my co-hosts for joining me today. Thanks to Gerard, our awesome editor. And thanks to you for tuning in. If you'd like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can join us on our subreddit, Acid Pop Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast for updates almost every month. Or you can send us an email at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. I was I was going over entered like one of the people on the subreddit said hey can you do something about power generation oh yeah I saw that did you did you guys see that on the Reddit I haven't been on Reddit in like weeks I I'm, I'm way behind I need to get yeah back I, on there. I just checked it randomly the other day I don't usually check it and saw that somebody had had an episode idea for us one of us should say something nice to them for making somebody a recommendation should say something anything what's his name Ron Don ah close say hey Don thanks a lot we're looking into it we love you. Kiss me, kiss me on the lips. <laughs> like, love, love you. No, slower. <laughs>